hallelujah i welcome you all to today's session we are so excited that you joined wherever you are can you please begin to speak in the language of the spirits wherever you are Rabba <laughs> Rabama shando lolaba shalele bega paya lebe kondehe. Rimando zibele rosa palaba shalele belele bega paya. Rabama shanta lolaba lose bele kapai brianta lolaba shalele bele kapaya. Rabama lolaba shalaba daba shalele kapaya lebrian palaba shalaba ruantaya. Rebele balaba shalele bele kapaya lolaba shaya daba daba. We are building ourselves up in the spirit. Ikula bashanda, raba bashele lebega paya, rebekonde ne bashaya, imando la la bashaya nama, rebekonde ne meka paya la bashaya la bada, rebekonde la bashaya la ba, iblendo shadi brakataya, iyanta la bashele lebelebega paya, ibrantele lebega paya la bashala bada ba, ikronto la bashindi, rebekonde ne berika paya, raba konde the book of Job tells us uh, to build us up uh, ourselves up uh, by praying in the Holy Spirit. Uh, even as we are praying in the Holy Spirit, uh, we build ourselves up uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Shabulwata, <laughs> Let the rivers of living water flow out of your belly in the name of Jesus. Mikola Bashaya, Rababakone, Rabakone Nimakanda, Melondia Shaya, Rababa Shalabakone Levisudi, Ibrondi Shalabakone, Rababa Shalabalaba. Jesus, we want to pray and thank the living God even for our lives, the lives of the preachers, the lives of our family in the name of Jesus. And even thank the Lord for even welcoming us 
into another manta in the name of jesus uh, in the name of jesus thank the lord wherever you are father we thank you we bless your holy name oh god uh, for our lives oh lord uh, for the lives of our family oh god uh, for the life of the speakers oh god that you used to bless our lives uh. may your name be praised oh god uh. we don't take it for granted at all oh god uh. and we thank you oh god for this glorious month oh lord uh, the father you Welcome this into God. I come shanda. I bellow zemalansa. I come to shelia tandelebe kofi amashendu abatuye kalonuwa delia sandala. Ondelia kuli mashulia tibe krusandala brofi ashidolo kusadaba. Luandia zolofia delia mashulia tibe amagoli ebelo shanabalo zelelia do deleli gabaya. Kanuane kuzi deleru. Sandia doni pe shandala, aya galaba luzele broti liga balwa shaya, aya galia zolo boli ebelo sheni miyanta na mashando lo bokunia chilili bikama, ula mashule be shandana ma, elo gosiria chilili gaba, elo gosulia thana mashaya, ula mashule wazwa kani ando zele gabalwa shandia malaba, aya galaba she. in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that we open up your minds to understand the scriptures. We are praying that may God open up our minds to understand that which He has to communicate to us, even this dawn. In the name of Jesus, may nothing be too difficult for us to understand. Uh, in the name of Jesus, this is the Spirit of the Lord that helps us to co- uh, to understand and comprehend spiritual things. Uh, and so we are praying and telling the Lord that uh, even as the Spirit of the Living God uh, communicates to us that which He has for us uh, today, may we also receive understanding may we also receive the grace to understand that in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Belegatele Mekonda, Isunima Tandi Kabalaba, Rabako de Libasaya, Melandos Imalatala Makabaya, Brekabosa, Brekabashaya, Brekatabasha, Rebekondele, Rabashanda, Brakakose, Brikatayala Bashaya, Rabakide, Ishilene Mekapa, Rabashalaba, Rabakabashalabadaba, Ipelele Mekabaya, Oh God, 
Even as Lord, step down, Even as step down, transformer of God, even breaks this power down to be distributed to hope so God. Father, we pray that even as the Spirit of the Living God even communicates to us that which He has for us, we pray, O God, that let it be broken now into simple terms for us in the name of Jesus. Let it be broken now, O God, into the state or into a form that we will be able to comprehend that. In the name of Jesus, Ikaba Shanda, Ikaba Losataya, Bella Kato Shataya, Mandola Bakapaya, Ikona Mashaya, Uraba Kelly Bikapaya, Raba Shandele Bekomle Day, Ibrondiki Maduze Bele Kapaya, Eragoshi Kapaluan Telekapaya, Elagrose Balagandolobo Shataya, Melando Shata, Elagran Tabashaya, Erabato Sepidia Paya, Ikona. Mashaya, Eratola Beshende, Rabakanda Bashaya, Rabakandula Bashaya, Rebekondelebesha, Rabashala Masha, Rabakabayala Bakoshate, Ikabashala Balaba, Rabakundelebesha, Ramako Pele Bashaya, Elabroca Payala Bashaya, Melemek. Imandele kapaya, irama shaya, ikuna makeli mikapaya, rama shanda, ikuna makundele mikoshata. Kabashala balaba shala la balaba rebela shete ila brosha tele de bikapai rababa shala balaba shala la benebe rabatana mashana ramakura bashala balaba rebe kundeli kapaya bashaya rabakapaya de bekonene iroshi kamana mashanda irabashotana mekapa rabakala bashaya rabela bashala le benele ila breya shala balaba irababa Shalala Badaba, Ikuraba Shalabele, Elebrian Talabasha, Elebriaba Shalelebelebe, Rebeleve Shendele, Rababa Shalaba, Rebeko Shataya, O Rabakode Bikabalaba Shaya, Meleve Shordalabaka Bayalaba Shanda, E Rebeshanabana Manama, we enjoy of the fragrance of the spirit, Ikalaba Shude, Ibrosi Kapaya, Reketonele, Ibrosi. Kapashanda, Ibro Kapayelebe, Shelebe Kapayala Basaya, Rebelebe Shelele, Robotelebe Shinima, Gordia Velocipilia, Tondela Mashia de Rosadaba, Ayala Lua Shelua, Telibogomu, Syria, Tonia, Telebe Shandula Balaba, Eluanaba Shandaha. We are making up a prayer. We are making up a prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now we are praying this prayer. You are telling God, Father, I enter any portal you have opened for me. The Lord spoke to me around 3 15 a.m. I, I was I was listening to some of our messages and I was praying along and the Lord spoke to me that in this new man, he has opened a new portal for us to enter. 
and the Lord spoke to me and he said, oh, I'm talking to people, please be, give us feedback. I've told you about some of these things and all that. Well, the Lord said he's releasing us. He's releasing us into another level in the portal. And the Lord took my spirit to a place and I saw a very big gate. And I saw this gate that a lot of people has tried opening. And I saw people, it's like they were worried, they were tired. I saw some of them sitting at the gate. Some of them were crying, some of them were sad. Some of them were just, it's like they've given up. I, I even met some trying to turn back. But all of a sudden, I heard a voice from heaven that now I have opened the portal for you to enter. I don't know the place you are about to enter. I don't know the place that you are expecting God to carry you through. I don't know the next season that you are expecting from God. I don't know the next gate you have been knocking all this while. But the Lord said, I should tell you, I'm prophesying. The Lord said, I should tell you that this season is a season of entering into your portal. This season is a season of entering into whatever that is yours. The Lord said that since you have acknowledged me as your help meet, since you have acknowledged all this while you have been looking on men of God, you have been looking on people, you have been relying on the, on the advices of people and you have been going from one place to another but yesterday you got to understand and you have accepted in your heart that i am your help me somebody say god is my help me god is my helper so I, I'm, I'm not afraid philip get me that scripture quickly and let's pray so that the man of god will continue with just some five minutes then get me that scripture in hebrews that we read quickly 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 god is our help me the hebrew scripture quickly 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 Get me the Hebrew scripture. Something is going to happen. You are going to see testimonies. You are going to see Hebrews 13 verse 5. The Bible said, For let our conduct be without covetousness. The man of God explained that. That don't let your heart be pushing for things. Don't let your heart be, 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 be running after stuff. But be content with such things. What is that such things? The Bible didn't say be content with these things. Bible said, be content with such. That means among the things, there is a such. There is a category of certain things that you have. There is something you have. There is something you have. The God of what is left comes in again. There is something you have. There is something. There is something. You are not an empty being. You don't act as if you are empty. Don't act as if you are a hopeless being. Don't act as if there is nothing that you have. The Bible said, oh, Philip, get me the scripture. Quickly, quickly, the Bible said that do not be covetous, but be content with such things. Somebody say, I am content with what I have. There's a such things I have. The, 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 the Greek rendering of the such implies that what you have cannot be found elsewhere. It's, it, it's, it indicates a special thing you have. Let me tell you, there's something you have the other friends are not having. They may marry, but you are, you may be single, but they, you have a prayer life they don't have. They may have the money, but you may not have something, but there's something you have. There's something special about your life. There's a such 
Somebody say there is a such in my life. There is a such I have. There is a such I have. There is a special thing I have. There is a unique thing about my life. Is somebody in church at all? And I prophesy over your life that even in this new season, I see that such thing. I see that such thing becoming the very answer you are looking for. Maybe all this while you have been looking elsewhere for help. Maybe all this while you have been looking elsewhere for things. But the Lord is telling me to tell you that hey, this morning you have such. You have such. You have such the lord said to me this done and he said that if only you can keep on having this hope and keep this anchor in your heart there's something you have you have a such things you have a such thing uh, philip get me the scripture quickly 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 so that we'll pray shortly and the man of god will continue something is happening right now in the spirit i see people who are entering into places the bible said for he himself has said god didn't speak through a servant god didn't speak through an angel god didn't speak through any man but the bible said that he himself somebody say he himself it's like god sitting in front of you and telling you what i'm about to read that i will never leave you nor forsake you that is the word of the lord god is sitting in front of you telling you that he will never leave you because you have made him your helper because you have made him your help meet because you have made him the anchor of your help the reliance of your help the dependence of your help the release of your help because he is your help meet god is not just your helper but he's the meeting of your help god is not just your helper but he's the meeting he's the destination he's the direction of the help he is the source of the help the direction of the help the help itself the destination of the help that is god that is the meaning of god the help me that you have and the bible said that because of this that because of this get me the scripture quickly that because of this because he is he will never leave us and forsake us there's something that we are supposed to do the bible said that we shall boldly see it is we don't keep quiet we don't keep quiet you have kept quiet all this while you have been allowing the comment of people to let you cry let you sober let you be sorrowful you are confused you are anxious when is this thing going to happen let me tell you that is not the response to what god says what is the response what's the response the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to me that's the response when god tells you i'm with you the response you say that god is my helper you don't cry when god is telling you i'm with you you don't you don't be sorrowful you don't become anxious you don't give up you don't complain that god what about this problem Ah, god you said you are my helper i'm still not married i know you are still not married i'm your helper i know you are still single i'm your helper i know you are that business is not going on but still i'm your helper and the lord said if only we can walk in this revelation i see us entering into another portal and right now even the next five minutes the man of god will be taking over I want you to begin to open your spirit up and begin to flow in the language of the spirit and engage the portals of heaven because i see right now release it i see people entering into this gate you don't have enough of the complaint enough of the murmuring enough 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 for enough for god our helper the bible god himself god himself god himself god himself god himself is the one who is with us and this evening this morning i see the lord open the floodgate i see the lord open the portals of heaven i see people receiving miracles i see people 
receiving things that they have searched for all these years i see people coming to that place i told you yesterday that anytime you find the place of the spirit anytime you find the purpose of god anytime you are in his will and when we say the will of god knowing what he is doing making your life salvation through faith your life being a substance of faith thereby being a, an epistle of faith what will god do god will begin to supply supply resources supply resources for having to read having to read the bible said that seek ye the kingdom and of his righteousness first and all the other things because we have sought for this kingdom what is the kingdom the kingdom is the representation of the salvation of men the kingdom is the representation of how god indwelt man in order to bring man into salvation in order to cause man to walk in the fullness of his life that is the kingdom and his righteousness and the bible said that when you are able to found this what will happen to you all other things for having to read what do the lilies do they do not labor they do not tell but what happened the bible said that there is food for them there's supply endless supply and i see the spirit of god usher us into another realm of provision begin to pray in the holy spirit within the next four minutes you are telling god that father i am ready i enter into my portal i enter into my portal i enter into my next level i enter into my new experience i enter into my next engagement even in the name of jesus wherever you are lift up your voice and begin to pray lift up your voice and begin to pray you have four minutes for this. Don't waste time. I enter into my portal. I see the portal of God open right now. I see the portal of heaven open right now. I see people entering into their portal. I see people entering into that gate. That gate is open for you. That door is open for you. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Don't be quiet, don't be quiet, don't be quiet. For you shall boldly say, you shall boldly say, Kabaluza, see brother. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. I want to hear you pray. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. Don't keep quiet. Prophesy. Speak right now. I see people enter into doors of favor, doors of blessing, doors of expansion, doors of breakthrough. I see people entering. I see us with handkerchiefs. I see us with handkerchiefs. The door has been opened. The gate is open. I see people. You are not entering because of any selfish ambition but we are entering because we are vessels that god is imploring to express his mandate we are vessels that god is using god is using that education to give you that expression of life god is using that thought that breakthrough to express his life in the name of jesus i see people in this house who are entering into these doors two minutes come on don't be left out lift up your voice wherever you are enter into whatever pattern the lord has opened I see people entering into doors. Lift up your voice and pray. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I engage, I engage the seeds of the portal. I are not left out. My children, my family, pray for your family, pray for your children. Pray 
for your your born children, your born children, your mother, your father, your next level, your educational path, your ministry. There's a new quarter. You are the one responsible for your own life. You are the one responsible to enter. Take a step. Take a step. Take a step right now. 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 Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Don't be distracted. This is a prophetic session. Don't joke. Don't let it pass. A lot of people miss their prophetic moment. The Lord said the door is open. Enter right now. Whether you know the door, you don't know the door. Just enter. I've opened the gate. Go in with your children. Go in with your wife. Go in with your husband. Go in with your education. Go in with your spiritual life. Go in. Go in. Go in. Your whole body, your health, everything that concerns you. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I enter. I enter right now. I enter right now. I enter. I enter. I enter. Come on, enter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Enter with your children. I see people enter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the release. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, is somebody there? Amen. If you are there, let me see you. Give me a resounding amen, a bouncing amen, a miracle amen, a mighty amen. Azogadagadabasha. Amewaha, amewaha. It's amen here, it's amen here. <laughs> amen is here. Shadalamada. Oh, if if your amen is here, let me see. It's your amen here, it's your amen here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My amen is here. Shagadabalamata. Kalababasha. This 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 morning is another morning of engaging our help meet. I'm sure yesterday 
we found our help meet today is engaging my help meet <laughs> if, if you are if you are still searching for one um, um i think you have to listen to our previous uh, message to know that your help meet is available no one no one will be as in fact no man can be alone <laughs> no person can be alone so yeah you have you have your help meet the man of god is ready somebody somebody say that i am ready to engage my help meet it's not just it's not just enough to find the help meet there are some people that even in the physical system they, 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 they are in need of they are in need of help they are in need of uh, i need somebody i need somebody they get a person and it's like for a whole month they don't talk they, they no engagement nothing you, you have wasted a person's time so it's not it's not just enough to find the help meet but what the purpose of the help meet the existence of the help meet in your life is to be engaged somebody say i engage i engage i'm not going to waste the resources of god <laughs> i engage and this morning we are going to navigate through the engagement activities and schemes and systems and procedures surrounding our help meet god himself is our help meet somebody say i am ready man of god say i am ready man of god i am ready if you are ready, say I'm ready so that he can start. Say I'm ready. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Glory to Jesus. Man of God, they said they are ready. All right. Praise God. Powerful. Hallelujah. I believe my voice is clear and you can hear me. Amen. Shall we say a word of prayer? Our Father, we thank you one more time. Thank you for yesterday such an awesome presence your spirit having free flow your word taught with clarity our hearts assured once again that you are with us this morning as we come before you to fellowship with you we declare that as you have always had your way with us this morning also our hearts belong to you and so the word of god is taught mightily and there is clarity in this atmosphere there is no confusion here and at the end of the day we will go out of this gathering as people who have had an encounter with you and jesus would be glorified in jesus name have we prayed amen let me see your amen yeah good you can share the link invite friends to join us amen matthew 28 18 to 20 matthew 28 18 to 20. are you expecting anything different <laughs> and jesus came and spoke to them <clears throat> saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i'm with you always even to the end of the age and so traditionally this scripture has been taught and explained as the great commission what it means is that 
at this place jesus commissioned his disciples and asked them to go into all the nations discipling men now when you read other accounts of this for instance when you read mark's account mark 16 let's turn our bibles to mark 16 so look at mark 16 19 okay so mark captures the charge the commission from chapter 16 verse 15 to 18 then in 19 mark says that so then after the lord has spoken to them he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of god so mark makes you see that after jesus commissioned them jesus actually left their presence bodily was received up into heaven sat at the right hand but you know when you come back and read we'll, we'll come back to mark but when you read matthew's account after jesus said all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth you realize that the heaven that matthew talks about is the same heaven that mark says he was received into <laughs> so where he got his authority from he was received there okay i want you to take note of that and then in verse 20 having received the authority he asked them to teach men to observe all things that he has commanded them and look at it he says and lo i mentioned to you that the word lo actually means look orao look look o-r-a-o in the greek orao it means to look it means that whatever i tell you to low it means that thing needs to be looked at it's not something that if you if you if you don't pay attention you will see so if i say low it means i'm drawing your attention to a fact okay so when i say for instance when when paul says that therefore if any man be in christ is a new creation all things are passed away behold all things are make new he says that low there, there is a law there what it means is that if you don't look at it you will not see it okay so he said that therefore we do not see any man after the flesh even though we once saw jesus as such L let's look at that scripture second corinthians chapter 5 second corinthians chapter 5 verse 16 look at it therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even though we have known christ <clears throat> according to the flesh yet now we know him that's no longer therefore if anyone is in christ so the man in christ will not be a man that can be perceived by the senses perceived by the flesh you see it therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh then he says in 17 if anyone is in christ he is a new creation all things have passed away behold is the same word behold it means look at it all things have become new where would you see this man you see this man in the spirit okay so if you fail to behold this man in the spirit and want to behold this man by your physical senses it means that you won't see what he's talking about it's the same thing jesus says in matthew 28 
verse 20 it says lo look i am with you always so it's a bit you know ironical same jesus who is living same jesus says look i am with you he appears to be leaving them yet he says i am with you always even to the end of the age i am with you always i explained to you that the the, the word i am in the greek okay is um ego am i e g o e m a i is the same you know um word for yahweh in the hebrew so when jesus says i am with you it's just like saying yahweh that god of salvation with you hallelujah so jesus did not you know promise uh, leaving us but he promised staying with us staying with us now go back to mark look at how mark intelligently um, writes his account mark intelligently writes his account so after the commission look at mark verse 19 so then after the lord has spoken to them he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of god look at 20 and they went so jesus was received up and his disciples went out and preached everywhere the lord working with them do you see it as they went the lord working with them and confirming the way through the companies and so same as matthew as they went they saw the lord with them so he actually left bodily but his presence was still with them and so this morning we want to explore another popular text of scripture that needs to be looked at <clears throat> now pay attention to this anytime a portion of scripture is misinterpreted it doesn't matter what scripture it is a major truth of the bible is lost write this down anytime a portion of scripture is misinterpreted a major truth of the bible is lost anytime a portion of scripture is misinterpreted a major truth of the bible is lost now somebody like like myself and mr douglas are so passionate and particular about bible interpretation because the moment you get it wrong in your interpretation you will get it wrong in your worship of god you get it wrong in your understanding of god and you get it wrong totally and so once your bible interpretation is wrong don't forget that a major truth sometimes it is that truth that will save you but because of your wrong interpretation you lose it completely by the time i finish today's um, session you understand what i'm talking about now turn your bibles to john chapter 1 john chapter 1 verse 18 john starts john chapter 1 by saying in the beginning was the word the word was with god the beginning was referring to genesis okay yesterday i told you that every writer of the new testament will quote moses extensively make reference to moses extensively so john's explanation of genesis is that in the beginning was the word that word in the greek is logos logos l-o-g-o-s it means the reason behind something the intent behind an action you can say that that word logos refers to the sovereignty of god what god says he would do what god says he would do why he would do it 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 is found in god so he says that the word was 
with God. The Logos was with God, the sovereignty of God. And the word was God. It exists with God. That reason, that intent exists with God. Okay. Then when he gets into verse 4 of John chapter 1, please follow me. In John chapter 1 verse 4, John gives a pronoun to that reason, that intent. So he calls that word a him. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. At what point? In Genesis. The premise of John chapter 1 is still Genesis in the beginning. So from the beginning, the word was life. From the beginning, the word was life and that life was the light of men. So when you hear Moses talk about let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. In fact, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 makes us understand that Paul by the Spirit says that God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has commanded the light of the gospel of Jesus to shine in our hearts. And so that light that shone from Genesis was Jesus shining from the beginning. Hallelujah. So Jesus is giving a pronoun, him. That means that the word, the intent, the reason, the sovereignty of God is Jesus. Hallelujah. So he, he goes on to verse 14. Look at 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is an exodus term. That is Moses' term. It was Moses who first wrote about a dwelling. Okay, Exodus 25 verse 8. Moses built a tabernacle and said, God said, let me tabernacle with my people. God wanted to tabernacle with my people. So whenever the tabernacle is referenced, it is God descending to be with his people. So that is why in the Old Testament you find god's presence in the tabernacle so john says that the word became flesh and that is the tabernacle of god so the word becoming flesh which is jesus is the tabernacle of god jesus is the dwelling of god okay the word became flesh and dwelt among us is the same word tabernacled among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the glory of the only begotten now let me explain this whenever you see only begotten it is referring to god who became a man it is at the instance of he becoming a man that is called the only begotten so the only begotten would refer to the humanity the human god <laughs> i have a way of saying it the 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 man like god the god who is a man that is the only begotten the only begotten is god who becomes a man please follow me we are getting somewhere we are getting somewhere you know the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth full of grace and truth 15 john bore witness of him and cried out saying this was he of whom i said he who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me look at 16 and of his fullness have we all received of whose fullness of god's fullness have we all received grace for grace for the law was given through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ the, I, I explained this to you yesterday that it is not a statement that contradicts itself or probably a statement of contrast but it's a statement of affirmation that the law was given by moses but the grace and truth which is in the law of moses okay that is what it means 
the law was given by Moses. But in Moses' law, he wrote concerning the grace and the truth. And that grace and truth that Moses wrote concerning, okay, John 5, 39, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. In verse 40, Jesus tells them that if you believed Moses, you would have believed me. So Moses in his law wrote concerning grace and truth. And that grace and truth that Moses wrote concerning, just as he wrote concerning the tabernacle, is finding fulfillment in the man Jesus. So the grace and truth that Moses wrote concerning, okay, appeared through Jesus. Appeared through Jesus. Now pay attention to verse 18. Pay attention to verse 18. If you were sleeping, get up. No one has seen God at any time. Okay, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father. He has declared him the only begotten who is in the bosom of the father. Now the word bosom in the Greek is kolpos, K-O-L-P-O-S, kolpos. It means that to be in close association, very close association. What it means is that when I use kolpos, it actually uh, sometimes carries the weight that when I say someone is in my bosom, actually you are going to find me talking so it's like the person and myself cannot really be separated close very close such that you can't really um you know separate them that is what it means so the only begotten is close union with god such that you can't separate him from god close association he has explained the word declared him Exagomai in the Greek means to explain the only begotten of the Father. He has declared him. He has explained him. Exagomai in the Greek. Now, let me tell you the meaning of exagomai. Exagomai is to tell a story that you are part of. So, assuming that we, I'm, I'm telling you a movie, okay? I'm telling you a movie script, something that happened in the movie. I can't be said to be um declaring or exegomian permit my use of the greek but you know i can only say i am exegomian when i am playing an active role in the movie so instead of saying the man you know uh, uh, took uh, a bucket or something i will say that i took the bucket because i'm the one who played that role so in john chapter 1 verse 18 john is saying that <clears throat> the only begotten is the one who explains god it means that when the movie of god is played we find jesus playing an active role so jesus in explaining god actually explains himself hallelujah so jesus will not explain god as a as a third party but will explain god as a first party he himself is god and so when he's explaining god is actually being natural hallelujah and so we can see that jesus is the embodiment of god if you have not seen god and you see jesus you have seen god you don't need to look further look at john chapter 2 john chapter 2 john chapter 2 verse 17 when jesus entered the temple i told you that it is moses who built the tabernacle okay and the tabernacle refers to god's presence among men 
now when they went to the promised land the tabernacle was replaced with the temple but don't forget that moses is the one who wrote concerning christ so the presence of the temple was an indication of the presence of god among men so jesus entered the temple jesus who is who is the one who explains the father jesus who is god tabernacled among men jesus who is the temple of god let me say it maka maka jesus who is the temple of god enters moses's temple moses's temple which was a figure pointing to he himself pointing to jesus who would come at a point in time so the temple of god himself entered the temple built by moses which is actually a representation of the temple of god so jesus enters the temple and look at what he says then his disciples remembered that it was written the zeal for your house has eaten me up the zeal for your house so look at the, the subject matter is your house the zeal for your house has eaten me up so the jews answered and said to him what sign do you show to us since you do these things jesus answered and said to them destroy this temple and in three days i will raise it up now when he said destroy this temple don't forget he was in the physical temple and he said destroy this temple Look at the response of the Jews. Then the Jews said, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? <laughs> so Jesus entered the physical temple and said, Destroy this temple. And the Jews accused him of saying that, ah, Are you saying you will destroy the temple? Meanwhile, Jesus didn't say, I will destroy the temple. He said, You people destroy the temple and i will raise it up i won't destroy the temple when you destroy the temple i'll raise it up they were thinking it was the temple the structure the physical structure there but jesus meant another thing look at verse 21 now after his resurrection and having taught his disciples john in writing adds this explanation but he was speaking of the temple of his body therefore when he had risen from the dead his disciples remembered that he had said this to them and they believed the scriptures and the word which jesus had said it means that the temple he was referring to was his body so therefore we can say that jesus is the temple of god jesus is the house of god Put that at the back of your mind. You are going to do something. An intelligent explanation. So put this at the, at the back of your mind. Jesus is the house of God. Jesus is the temple of God. Jesus is the one who explains the Father. Jesus is the tabernacle of God. So when you see Moses' tabernacle in the Old Testament, you will find its real one in the New Testament as Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So look at John chapter 14. john chapter 14. don't forget that when a portion of scripture is misinterpreted a major truth of the bible is lost john 14 let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me now pay attention jesus is saying believe in god and believe also in me it means that jesus is saying if you believe in god you should believe in me also believing in jesus would mean to believe in god also let not your heart be troubled the intent of jesus's writing or sorry jesus's words spoken is that the the hearts of his disciples will not be troubled let not your heart be troubled believe in god believe also in me he taught them so that they would believe in him now in john chapter 20 verse 31 
John intelligently writes after Jesus' resurrection and having taught them. John 20, 31. He says that, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in him. So John, in saying, talking about the signs of Jesus, says that I did not just write the signs and miracles of Jesus anyhow, but I wrote them so that you believe in Jesus and believing you will have life. And Jesus says that believing in me would mean to believe in God also. Believe in me, believe in God. So faith in God is faith in Christ, okay? Faith in God is faith in Christ. Now look at two in my father's house <laughs> it is going to get brutal in this house in my father's house in my father's house don't forget he said faith in god is faith in christ right our eye on the ball right second timothy 3 15 to 16 salvation through faith in christ is the key to explaining the bible so when jesus says in my father's house why are you looking for a physical house whether in heaven or in hell you should be smart he is the tabernacle of god am i getting ahead of myself <laughs> in my father's house now the word house is translated in the greek as oikia let me spell it for you o-i-k-i-a oikia it actually implies an abode a family or a household oikia an abode a family or a household so you see it is actually not a physical structure you got it wrong from there in my father's house in my father's abode in my father's family in my father's household now before now where was the father's abode i showed you john 1 14 the word became flesh and tabernacled god's abode was found in the man jesus when he entered the temple he said that destroy this temple and i'll raise it up he said the zeal for your house has consumed me so he identified himself as the house of god the abode of god the tabernacle of god in my father's abode okay or in my father's household as at that time he was the household of god he was the one who housed god humanity was housing divinity in jesus at that time so in my father's house <laughs> don't forget he started by saying believe in god believe in me so when he says in my father's house he's actually saying in my house <laughs> in this house hallelujah oikia an abode a family a household in essence jesus was discussing a dwelling a household a dwelling where uh, 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 the father can dwell and at that point the father was already dwelling in him so the father's dwelling would be a household a people but essentially he was the father's dwelling in my father's house are many mansions now if you are smart you realize that you will not build mansions and put it in a house abba a mansions would be a number of houses put together how can the mansion be in the house you see, when you are reading scripture and you see an impossible thing, it should 
point your attention that this is not literal. You are seeing a mansion in a house and you are still saying like a dear sister uh, who a, ma a man of God says went to heaven and saw the, his, her mansion. He said she saw a house that didn't have a roof. I told you the other time he had a vision, went to heaven, saw a mansion in heaven. You, you imagine going to heaven and you are going to see a a, a, a a house without a roof what were you thinking about and this dear sister it didn't end the vision that you see there are there are times that you need to end your vision somewhere then we can have mercy on you she went on and said that you know when i entered the place i saw my house without a roof and in heaven after a short while it started raining how how can there be rain in heaven it started raining if you you study science very well you realize that by the time you go into space okay you pass a certain level of the sky you can't even see rain there eh? how much more heaven <laughs> and then it rained in heaven so we knew say she was lying you know so you need to read your Bible so that you don't have uh, funny visions like that. There cannot be a house in a mansion. Uh, sorry, a mansion in a house. It is practically impossible. So what's the meaning of mansion? The word mansion also from the Greek is mone, M-O-N-E. Mone. It's actually from another Greek word, meno. I explained to you when um, in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, when they said, when, when Luke records that they continued in the apostles' doctrine, I said to continue means to stay, meno. Okay, so mone implies a residence, a residence where, where a person can stay or abide. So Jesus is essentially saying that in my father's dwelling <clears throat> in my father's household oikia in my father's family is a residence it, in my father's family is a place to stay that is what he's basically saying in my father's family is a place to stay okay what is the father's family as at the time jesus was speaking he alone was the family the only begotten of the father so he was the only one that was associated to the Godhead, the only begotten of the Father. Okay, so he was the Father's family. Jesus was the Father's family when he was speaking. So he was saying that in my Father's family is a place of residence, a dwelling place. In my family is a dwelling place. <clears throat> in my Father's house are many mansions. Okay, so in my father's house, in my father's family are many dwelling places, many places to dwell, many places to dwell. He says, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I go. Mm. So when you see I go, you know, your mind would be, okay, where is he going? Where is he going? Where is he going? Okay, then he's going to heaven to prepare a place like a dear sister in heaven for me. In heaven for me. Okay. I go to prepare a place. So, when Jesus says, in my father's family, 
it's a dwelling place he was referring to a definite abode he knew the place in fact he was that place <laughs> he was that place and he said i'm going to prepare a place in that household i told you he's the household so if he's going to prepare a place in the household where will he prepare it from it cannot be a space outside himself mm, i'm getting out ahead of myself okay so in my father's household are many mansions that is why he says mansions many dwelling places so therefore john chapter 14 verse 2 can be paraphrased as in my father's family or household there are many dwelling places in other words the dwelling places will be in the father's abode or in the father's household that was why he said i go to prepare a place for you now what did jesus mean by i go to prepare a place for you what did jesus mean by i go to prepare a place for you look at luke 24 verse 44 it's getting brutal then he said these are the words which i spoke to you while i was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and the prophet and the psalms concerning me now pay attention when jesus rose up from the dead in teaching his disciples he made reference to his statement said in the four gospels at that time the four gospels were not written but he had said them okay so john will go back now and with his explanation from luke 24 go and write it again okay but jesus said that these are the words i spoke to you it means that my john 14 this is what i meant when i was telling you in john 14 assuming john 14 was written before um he rose from the dead okay assuming jesus actually spoke the words in john 14 before he rose from the dead but he's saying that you remember john 14 you remember remember when i had that uh, interaction with you when i said i was going to prepare a place this is what i meant at his resurrection he said this is what i meant okay let's let's take it again 44 luke 24 44 these are the words okay so when jesus says i go to prepare a place for you he says these are the words which i spoke to you while i was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses and the prophets and the psalms concerning me again jesus is saying that you remember john 14 it is the same thing moses and the prophet said so moses and the prophets would write about god coming to dwell with his people mm. ezekiel will say that i would be their god and they will be my people ezekiel will say that i'll put my spirit in their hearts ezekiel will write it in fact joel will say that in the last day the lord god said i will pour my spirit upon all flesh joel will say it like that moses would say for moses he would teach it by giving them a pattern we say that let, let, let's let's make a tabernacle that god will come and dwell with us so jesus will quote no jesus cannot quote them jesus will interact with them and jesus would say that in my father's house that tabernacle is me in my father's house in my father's household are many dwelling places and at his resurrection he will say this is what it means okay this is what it means so the fulfillment of what jesus said in john 14 is actually at his resurrection at his resurrection he fulfills it so when he says i go to prepare a place where would we go 
<laughs> Where will he go? Now look at John 20. John captures it beautifully. John captures it beautifully. John 20. When he rose up, the Bible says that he met Mary. Look at John chapter 20, verse 18. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. Look at verse 17. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me. That word actually means hold me no further. So Mary was holding on to Jesus. Mary had held on to Jesus. Jesus said, hold me no further. Hold me no further. For I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father. To my God and your God. <laughs> so at his resurrection, Jesus asked to the father. And at that ascension, he identifies the father as the father of the, the disciples. So he, 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 he comes with a common identity. My father, your father. My God, your God. No longer my father. Can you see it? No longer my household alone. My household, your household. Can you see it? My father, your father. No longer the only begotten. So scripture will say, now he is the first begotten. My father, your father. Hallelujah. John 14 was fulfilled at the resurrection. Fulfilled at the resurrection. So that going, okay, actually implies a journey. To, to, to say I go in the Greek means to depart, okay, to go away, to take a journey. To depart, to go away, to take a journey. Now you have to be smart. It is a departure, but not a departure. He is living, but not living. Mm. I will explain to you. So Jesus will leave them. But will not leave them. You remember Matthew 28, verse 20? He asked them to go. And he says, Lo, I am with you. He asked them to go as if he is living. But he says, I am with you. So it's the same thing. When he says, I go to prepare a place, he is living, but not living. Don't worry, it will come clear very soon. So Jesus explains an activity or an event he was going to do. Verse 3 says, of John 14, John 14, verse 3. And if I go and prepare the place for you, I will come again and receive you. So he would go. Is the line clear? Please, can you hear me? Jesus. Can you hear me, somebody? If you can hear me, give me a feedback. Give me a feedback. Can you hear me? Oh, Jesus. Can you hear me? Is it clear now? Okay. So if I go and prepare the place, I will come again and receive you. So he will go and come, right? The going will be a coming. Mm, write it down. His going would be a coming so it is a going but it will be an appearance somewhere now what is the meaning of the word 
prepare to pay in the greek let me spell it it is h e t o i m a z o h e t o i m a z o hetoi mazo hetoi mazo hetoi mazo h e t o i m a z o the word to prepare in the greek is h e t o i m a z o hetoi mazo it implies to create a space within oh praise god can you hear me you hear me the devil is a liar let's be praying let's be praying the devil is a liar shada bala 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 basha can you hear me pala la basha la gada bala bala basha feketele bedede bosha let up your voice let me let it is the line clean give me a feedback can you hear me can you hear me is it clear now can i go on can i go on oh come on give me a feedback so i was saying that to prepare in the greek is hetoi mazo h e t o i m a l so it is not to do a new thing or uh, prepare a new place but actually to create a space within do you remember i told you that jesus until this point is the house of god is the household of god so when he says i go to prepare a place he is going to create space within god's existing household which is himself are you getting it he's going to create space within god's existing house he says i go to my father let's be praying let's be praying i go to my father and your father my god and your god so that is why he said that <clears throat> praise god can we continue Lift up your voice. 
Oh, God, yeah, is no, my no, line no, clear? No. Give me a feedback so that I can continue. Is my line clear? Is my line clear? Somebody give Lift up your voice and pray. 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 The Lord should open us up. The Lord should open us up. The Lord wash. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray. Pray and digest. Break it down. It's a deep pain. You have held on to truth for years. Some of us are hearing some of this is for the first time. You need to pray and let the Spirit of God break it down in your heart. Find it our help me. Engage in the help me. Lift up your voice. Balaba Bashala Gadabalaba. Oh, let me see you as you are praying. Let me see you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Engage the spirit. Come on, come on. In the name of Jesus. Am I clear now? Can you hear me? Give me a feedback. Let's continue. Can you hear me now? Can somebody hear me? Yes, sir. 
Good. So I was saying that <clears throat> from the beginning, Jesus identifies himself as the house of God. So therefore, when he says, I go to prepare a place for you, it is to prepare a place in the house of God. And I said that the word prepare in the Greek actually means to create a space an existing create space with an existing one. So it is not to build a new house, but to create space within an existing room. Okay, so the household, the room would 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 create space for itself. That is what Jesus was trying to say. So it is an internal work. An internal work. Somebody type an internal work. I want to engage you to know if you can hear me. It's an internal work. Great. So recall that in verse 2, the father's family or household has many dwelling places. In other words, the dwelling place will be the father's abode. And the father's abode is in Christ. Right? So the dwelling place would be found where? In the father's household. That space will be created in the father's household. And as at the time Jesus was speaking, Jesus was the father's household. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to create space, room within myself. I'm going to create space, room within myself. Okay? In other words, the dwelling place will be the father's abode and the father's abode is in Christ. This now will lend credence to verse 3 of John 14. Look at verse 3. Can you post it there? Can you, can you paste it here for us? Mr. Philip, John 14, verse 3, so that we all see it. Look at it. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Can you see it? That is why he says, I will receive you to where? To myself. Because the space is within himself. And so that, that space, after he has created, he will receive him, he will receive the people that he, he made that space for to himself. Do you see it? That is why he says, I'll receive you to myself. Hallelujah. I'll receive you to myself. Therefore, the place he was going to create is in Christ. He will create a space in Christ. Who is the father's dwelling? Who is the father's household? The, the, the scriptures will say that Jesus Christ is the father's dwelling. He is the image of the invisible God. So God would dwell in Jesus and Christ will create space in himself for the people that will believe in him. That is why from the beginning he said, believe in me and believe in God. So when you have faith in Jesus, he creates space within himself for you. Are you seeing it? So this scripture is not referring to any space, you know, outside the cosmic world, you know, stuff like that. Don't worry, we, 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 we read on. When you read on, you realize that if you had paid attention to John 14 alone, you would have seen it. <laughs> so remember, he said, I will receive you unto myself. He was teaching identification. Jesus is the Father's house. You remember John 2? John 2. Let's look at it. Look at, look at the corroboration. Look at it carefully. In the same John chapter 14, okay, if you had continued reading, and not right. Look at verse 12 of the same John 14. Most assuredly, John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Is that not how he starts John 14, verse 1? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. 
verse 12, he says, if you believe in me, he who believes in me, the work that I do, he will do also. Why? Why? Are you seeing it? Why? The work I do, he will do also. Why? And greater work than this, he will do. Because I go to my father. Mm. What does it mean to go to the father? I said going to the father would be fulfilled where? At the resurrection. Now let's go on. Verse 13. Whatever you ask in my name. So can we say that in my name would be in that association, in that space? Okay, so when we say in the name of Jesus, you are not referring to J-E-S-U-S. In the name of Jesus, we refer to in that household. <laughs> so the name of Jesus is the right of the people in that household. It's not J-E-S-U-S. -S. In my name, in that place I prepare, that place would be the name. Okay, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. That authority would be the name. Hallelujah. Mm. Let's go on. In my name, they said that uh, they would do, um, um, where, where, where was I? Verse 13, John 14. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Look at verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. Okay? Follow. Same John 14. Another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Follow. He will abide with you forever. 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. But because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Do you see it now? Dwells with you and will be in you. The Father's household dwells with you. The Father's household, the tabernacle of God is with you. As at that time, Jesus, and now he is going to be in you. Now when he enters you, he will be called the helper. <laughs> when he is with you, he is the tabernacle. He is with you. But when he enters you, he will be called the helper. You remember yesterday, the help me. Mm. The help me. I'll pray the Father, he will send the helper. Do you remember? Okay, so do, do you see it? So, verse 16, and I will pray the Father, He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. 18, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. At what time will He come? Is it when He comes? Uh, the second time he takes you, pa, 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 take you to heaven. That's what he's referring to. I will come again to you. At what time will he come? So when he says, I go to prepare a place, is it pa, 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 trumpet, pa, 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 go to repair a place? No. At the resurrection. So he will come to us where? At the resurrection. From the resurrection, he will come to us. How will he come? Verse 19, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. Will see me no more. But you will see me because, because I live, you will also live. Look at 20. At that day. At what day? At that day when the world will see me no more. At that day from the resurrection. Now let me, let me give you this clue. When you read scripture and you hear Jesus referring to my day. My day has not come. My day has not come. His day is the resurrection. Hallelujah. So when you pray the Lord's prayer, he says, give us this day. That day is not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
Give us this day, at that day of the resurrection, give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread actually in the Greek means bread that is not exhausted. So at the resurrection, we would receive bread. You thought he was giving you bread, bread and tea, so that you take no. He says that I am the bread that comes from heaven. So that bread at the resurrection, Jesus will give us the daily bread. It means that eternal life, what we will feed on forever. That is what it means. Daily bread actually means bread for today, bread for the next day, bread for the next day, bread for every day. So it is not, it is, it is not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It is eternal life. The life that he gives at his resurrection is what he calls, give us this day our daily bread. One day we'll do the Lord's prayer. Hallelujah. Let's leave that matter for another time. At that day, at the resurrection, you will know that I am where? In my Father and you in me. Was he in the Father before now? Was he in, my, in the Father before now? Look at John 14 verse 1. Believe in God, believe also in me. Okay? In my Father's house. So when he was speaking, he was in the Father. But he says at that day, at the resurrection... You will not find out that I am in the Father alone. You find out that where I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. So at the resurrection, that place he says he is going to prepare will be ready. Hallelujah. <laughs> he says he is going to prepare a place. When he is finished, he will come for us and you are there. You are, you, are, you are there. He has already prepared the place. At his resurrection, the place was ready. That's why he told Mary. I go to my father and your father, my God, and your God. Hallelujah. Look at John 16. Look at John 16. John 16. Verse 7. So John 16 flows from John 14. John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, I told you, who is the helper? The helper would be the tabernacle of God found in a man. That would be called the helper. <laughs> God in a man would be called the helper. I told you that the helper is that union between divinity and humanity. So when Moses wrote that he would send, God would make a helper. He said the helper comparable to himself. So it would be God and man. That is the helper. <laughs> Let me shock you. When we say the Spirit of God, when we say the Holy Spirit, can I say this? Whenever you say the Holy Spirit, it is actually a union between divinity and humanity. <laughs> Check your Bible. Whenever you see the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, it is actually referring to Christ in man. That is the Spirit of God. Christ in man is the spirit of God. God in a man. <laughs> so, he says that I will send forth the helper. John 16. We are reading John 16, verse 7. John 16, verse 7. I will not leave you comfortless. John 16, verse 7. It is your advantage that I go. I, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, depart would be where? Depart bodily or go away forever. No. Depart would be leave your presence physically. Not go away forever. 
Look at Matthew 18, 20. Lo, I am with you. So the departure of Jesus would actually be an arrival in the believer. The departure of Jesus would be an arrival in the believer. When he departs, he will arrive in the believer. If I depart, I will send him to you. Can we say, if I depart, I will send myself to you. I will come into you. <laughs> and when he has come, he will convert to the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now look at this scripture. When he has come where? When he has come in the believer, he will convict the world of sin. How will he convict the world of sin? Remember Mark 16? Remember Mark 16? He says that, and the Lord was with them, confirming the word. So the Lord was with them in the preaching and also confirming the preaching with the signs. So Jesus convicting the world of sin is not, the Holy Spirit convicting the world of sin is not the Holy Spirit in the wind who, who know. It is the Holy Spirit convicting the word of sin in the believer through the believer's preaching of the gospel. If you don't preach the gospel, nobody will be convicted of sin. The Holy Spirit will do nothing. So that prayer that we pray, Spirit of God convict the word of sin. When you finish that prayer and you don't go out to preach, you are a joke. <laughs> so the Spirit of God in man will convict the world of sin through preaching. That is why Paul in 1 Corinthians 1 would say that let me show you something. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, rather, look at Paul. He says, And I, brethren, when I came, did not come with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive, were not with persuasive, can you see it? My speech and my, my preaching were, were not were with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit. So the demonstration of the Spirit is in words and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. Can you see it? Can you see it? However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor, or, nor of the rulers of the age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Okay? <laughs> Look at verse 13. 1 Corinthians 2. These things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. So how does the Holy Spirit convict? Convict with words. Convict with words. The words of the gospel are the words of the Spirit of God. In words which the Holy Spirit teaches. Can you see it? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So that is what Jesus meant in John 16. When he says that when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will convict the word of sin. When did the Spirit of truth come? At the resurrection, the Bible says that Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit when he rose up. So at the resurrection, he said, I will pray the Father and he will send you the helper. At the resurrection, that, that one is not Jesus praying, you know. His resurrection, his death, his burial, and his, his, his resurrection is a beckoning or it's a proof. It's an indication for the sending of the Spirit. <laughs> Can you see it? Let's go on. When the spirit of truth has come, he would guide you into all truth. 
the all truth will be what? Truth into anatomy and physiology, truth into integrated science, no. Truth into the resurrection. He would guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Let me, let me, let me, let me check out your mind some more. When Jesus rose up in Luke 24 and was teaching them, do you know that that was the fulfillment of this? He will guide you into all truth. At his resurrection, he actually guided them into all truth from the Old Testament. So this scripture has been fulfilled. <laughs> so he guided them into all truth. Luke 24, 27. Luke 24, 48. Look at it. He will glorify me, for he will take off what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus will declare at his resurrection that this is what the prophets wrote concerning me. So at his resurrection, Jesus was fulfilling this. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take off mine and declare to you. He declared it at his resurrection. Praise God. Look at verse 28 of John 16. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. Where will he go? <laughs> I came forth from the Father into the world. That means that I'm the only begotten. But I will go back to the Father. So is going back to the Father will be where? Where will we find him go back to the Father? Oh. Don't take your eye off the ball. He will go back to himself. Hallelujah. Can we say he will go back to the believer? Yes. He said, in my father's household are many mansions. I go to prepare a place in that, in that place for you. So going back to the father will actually mean going back with the believer. <laughs> now let's look at Paul. How does Paul teach this? Colossians 1.27 Let's do this quickly and then I will, I will, I will talk about, give some instructions. It's brutal, man. 127. Colossians 127. Are you there? 27 says, To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Have you seen it? So Christ in you is actually John 14, Christ in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> that is the fulfillment of John 14. So when you say Christ in you, don't go back and say, he said he's going to prepare a place and he will come back. I don't know when he will come. When he comes, he will take me. No. When you say Christ in you, you are saying, oh, the father has found his place in me. The place he said he's going to prepare is ready. And that place is in me. <laughs> Christ in you. The hope of glory. Look at Ephesians 2. Look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 6. Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 6. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive where? Together with Christ. 
together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together. So together, everything together. And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, is this heavenly places outside the earth, the cosmic world? No. This heavenly place is where? It's in Christ. This heavenly place is where the believer is, in the spirit. This heavenly place can be assessed in the spirit. Okay? So the place he was preparing is not a place outside the spirit. It's a place in the spirit. Ah, but you, you want to go to heaven and go and see tangible, physical objects there. Ah, what, what happened to your, your, your thinking? God is a spirit. <laughs> they that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. Don't go to heaven and go and search for mansions, buildings, Abba. Okay, let me end this quickly. Colossians 2, 12. Colossians 2, 12. Let me end this. I have uh, a few things to say. But I want to be within my time. Colossians 2, 12. 2, 12. Colossians. Buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So, Paul's teaching identification is actually explaining John 14, right? Colossians 3.1 If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting, at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ. So what are those things above? Do you think it's cars, money, houses? How do you expect mountains to be in heaven? Those things will be the virtues that come out of the resurrection. Leave that matter. Seek those things that are above. Now look at 1 Corinthians 11.29. I want to do this quickly. And so when Paul says that we, we therefore know no man after the flesh, it means that you don't know your believer after the flesh. Your fellow believer cannot be known after the flesh. 1 Corinthians 11.29. Look at it. Let me show you something. One day I will shock you with what we have popularly taught as the Holy Communion, bread and wine. I will shock you. I will shock you one day. 1 Corinthians 11.29. Look at this. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, okay, eats and drinks judgment on himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So what is the Lord's body? He said that we were buried together with him. Together with him. We were raised together with him. The burial and the resurrection of Jesus was bodily. So the Lord's body is an identification with man. The Lord's body is his church, the people that he's in union with. So you failing to discern the body would be not discerning the bread and the wine. Don't judge me yet. But would be failing to discern what Jesus has done failing to discern your fellow brother as also being a partaker of the life of God. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Is it bread? No. <laughs> one body, whether Jews or Greeks. So the body is the people who have believed, the people, the place he said, Many places, many dwelling places, a place for you, a place for me. So we coming into that place, we are called the body of Christ. And he is saying that this body does not consist of Jews alone or Greeks alone. It means that 
this body breaks the cultural barrier. So go betide you if you fail to see your brother, your sister after the spirit. You relate to him as, as a canal man would do. Or yaibeni or yaprafreni. You are actually causing harm to the body. When you fail to see your brother as somebody who has the spirit of God in him, you are actually causing harm to the body. Design the body of Christ. Ephesians 4. I will end here. Ephesians 4, 25. Ephesians 4, 25. You see, we have been taught a certain selfish kind of Christianity. Even when we talk about sin, you are only looking at you. The greatest sin is the sin against the body. <laughs> only me. Look at Ephesians 4. 25. Ephesians 4, 25. Therefore, putting away lying. So you think lying is a sin against you yourself? No. Look at, continue. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. This neighbor is referring to your brother in Christ. The man you believe the gospel with, the woman you believe the gospel with, the gospel calls him your neighbor. So don't lie to your brother. When you lie to your brother, you have lied to Christ. You have lied to the body of Christ. You have failed to discern your brother. Why do you lie? Tell, tell a lie. A lie is dishonest. No matter how you look at it, it's still dishonest. Today is 1st April. Don't go and do any brother of yours April something something. It's a lie. It's dishonest. Don't lie to your brother. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. What would be the truth we will speak concerning our brothers? We speak the reality of Christ. We will speak that he is born of God. For we are members of one another. So a lie against a brother is a lie against yourself. When you lie against your brother, when you call your brother a name that God doesn't call him, you have actually called yourself the same name. When you call a brother in Christ a thief, when you call your brother in Christ, you discern him as, you know, a bad person, a wicked person. You are actually saying, I'm also a wicked person. Whatever you do to your brother, you are doing to yourself. For we are members of one another. I am a member of Mr. Douglas. The same thing in me is in Mr. Douglas. We are in the same household, the same family. Whatever I do to him, I've done to myself. If I fight my brother, I have fought myself. That is why Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 will say, that is why many of you are weak. Because you failed to discern your brother. You saw your brother as somebody who is weak. It actually weakened you. One day we will do the exposition there. Let me leave that matter. For we are members of one another. 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. When you are angry with your brother, you are angry with yourself. Don't give place to the devil. 28. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give him who has in need. So if I don't give to my brother, I am actually weakening myself. <laughs> so we need to discern the body of Christ. The greatest thing we can sin is to 
against our brother. When you speak against your brother, you have spoken against the body of Christ. In fact, you have spoken against Christ himself. You have spoken against Christ and his work. See, you can be in a relationship with somebody, okay? A lot of you, when we say relationship, you are only thinking boyfriend, girlfriend. Shame on you. You can be in the same house, the same school, the same work with your brother. That is a relationship. If he is a Christian, if he is a believer, you should believe in his best. Don't be in a relationship with a Christian, a fellow Christian, and then when he gets me, he will harm me. That is a sin against the body. You have taken offense at your brother. On she he hasn't done anything. But you are thinking evil of him. Why wouldn't you think and believe that, ah, this my brother will walk in love and pray for him. This my brother will be filled with the spirit. This my brother will not cheat. You are in a relationship with a partner and you are started thinking, what if he cheats on me? He's a Christian, a fellow believer. Why don't you pray for him? This my brother will walk in love. Today I want us to do this exercise. Pray for your brother. This my brother will walk in love. For we are members of one another. This my brother will not cheat. This my brother will not backslide. You see a boy and a girl together. Eh, eh, by now they are communicating. No. I believe in the best. They will walk in love. They will walk in the perfect will of God. A sin against my brother is against myself. In fact, when my brother fornicates, <laughs> shockingly, <laughs> let me leave that matter. We are members of the same. That is why Paul, when the brother in First Corinthians was sleeping with his father's wife, when he was judging the matter, what he said was that, you know, the, his problem was not because the man was fornicating. His problem was because he was fornicating and the church was silent. And the church was actually hailing him. So he said that for this matter, when you meet, and my spirit is with you, judge that matter. And when, what he said by, um, 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 give, give his spirit unto Satan. It's not give him to the devil. No, it means that render him unto an accusation. Accuse him. So, before a brother can be accused, the whole church will have to come together and judge him and accuse him. In accusing him, what we are saying is that we are judging him based on what he has done. So, that judgment is left to the church. <laughs> you can't sit in your closet and say, this, this brother, I, I see him, he, he's demon possessed. That is the body of Christ. We are members of one another. Let me leave that matter. We will do that another time. This morning, I want to do an altar call. If you are here with me, Jesus said that I go to prepare a place. And when I'm done, I will come and receive you to myself. I submit to you that at the resurrection of Jesus, in fact, I showed it to you if you followed me, that place is ready. So as many as believe in Jesus are received into the place of that he went to prepare. That place is in himself. If you believe in Jesus, Jesus' blood makes an atonement on your behalf. And you are identified with Jesus. That is why it is strange if a believer should go to hell. Very strange. Because Jesus is now identified with a believer. My brother, my sister, if you are listening to me, no matter the depth of your sin, the ink that your sin has been written with, no matter it, Jesus is making an appeal. He says that if you believe in him, he will forgive you your sins. Luke says that 
Repentance and remission of sins be announced in his name. His name is, is associating with man. So tonight, this morning, I announce to you forgiveness of sins. Believe in your heart, Jesus, who is the Savior of the world. Believe that he died for your sins. Believe that he rose up on the third day. Your sins will be forgiven. Therefore, if you have believed, I want you to pray with me. Lift up your hand wherever you are and say with me, Father, I thank you. Thank you for the place you have prepared for me. This place is your son, Jesus. This morning, I receive Jesus to my heart as my Savior and as my Lord. Glory to Jesus. When you have done this, you have been admitted into the household of God. God has come to the family of Jesus. We are family. Is that not what we are? Members of one another. Now to those of us here, I want us to make this prayer. Maybe some five minutes. I want you to make this prayer. I want you to pray for your brother. Maybe there is a brother you are holding grudge against. That grudge is against yourself. That brother you are accusing falsely. That brother you are failing to forgive. I will never forgive you. You are actually holding an accusation against yourself because you are made of the same substance. So Paul will say, forgiving one another, even as in Christ, God forgave you. Forgive your brother. Pray for your brother. Pray for your brother wherever you are. Say, I believe in my brother. I believe in my brother. Maybe you are discipling men. I believe in them. They will walk in the will of God. They will walk in the perfect will of God. They will not be found Iniquity. They will walk in the perfect will of God. We are made of the same substance, for we are members of one another. We belong to the same family. As I move the power of God, my brother will move the power of God. As I go out in faith, my brother will go out in faith. As I am filled with the Spirit of God, my brother will be filled in the name of Jesus, 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 God bless you so much for, for, for coming around. Uh, this session has been glorious. Uh, I wish we go back and replay and listen and listen over and over and over again and get what he's trying to say finding our help meet by the grace of god we found it we've seen how we can engage don't forget that the believer your fellow brother or your sister is actually the help meet embodied <laughs> everything you need can be found so it's 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 a deep thing it's a deep thing I pray that God will grant us more understanding, even in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you are there, give me, give me some, 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 some things. Give me some appearances. 
um, this evening session has has been changed a little hallelujah this evening instead of us having um our normal evening session we are going to have a crossover a crossover the lord spoke to me about we having an engagement in prayer so tonight we'll be having a crossover a crossover 11 50 p.m to 2 a.m a crossover tonight so we are not going to have the evening session we are going to have a crossover what time are we meeting 11 50 p.m to 2 a.m i want you to come and let's engage in prayer hallelujah it's going to be powerful it's going to be glorious to to walk in the realities and to pray certain prayers that we have received i want you to get prepared don't don't be left out i want you to come and let's pray into what the lord has released for us even in this season don't forget it's still a camp meeting don't miss it hallelujah god willing friday too we're having another session it is dubbed crossing the line somebody say crossing the line crossing the line and we'll be hosting our my father the prophet prophet of Hennebe queen will be coming around to usher us into the newness and a new platform that we have crossing the line don't miss it don't miss it the same time 11 50 p.m to 3 a.m on friday it's going to be very powerful saturday we are going to have strictly prophetic service strictly prophetic service that is dubbed in the company of prophets and we'll be hosting about five men of god on the line uh, we'll be having prophet steven will be coming around my father himself will be around prophet um ohene Berquen will be coming uh, myself i'll be around prophet randolph will be around uh, yeah we are we are we are all be our pastor samuel will also be around we are all going to engage in administration of the spirit hallelujah 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 don't don't, don't absent yourself be part be part glory to jesus be part it's it's, it's it's a journey that we are into from now till we cross hallelujah then sunday sunday will be sunday will, sunday evening we'll have party online party online party hallelujah online party so don't mess it that one 8 p.m to 10 p.m online party it's going to be brutal you see the way the man of god said it's going to be brutal brutal <laughs> online party yeah online party yes online fufu online jollof online tz online everything it's going to be very very powerful it's going to be very very powerful don't mess it don't absent yourself in fact god bless you so much for how far i know it has been stressful for you but i know you have been blessed morning dawn night here and there some of you don't sleep you know today some people did all night to be part of this service God bless you all. I know God has met your need because he has become our helper. Hallelujah. This evening, 11.50, wherever you are, don't miss it. Get a data. Invite your friend. Invite your boyfriend. Invite your girlfriend. Invite your brother. Invite your sister. Call somebody. Bring a family member. And let's engage in favor. The Lord said that this evening we are going to engage in the height of favor. In the height of favor. He said that it's time for me to favor my people because they have come into my will. You understand why all this while you have not received answers is because 
you were seeking your own ambition but now all hindrances have been taken on the height of favor tonight 11:50, come and let's engage heaven god bless you so much don't forget to like to share to invite somebody everywhere everything everything so the lord bless you so much my name is sadok lasokane kufu i love you so much bye bye